I'm just going to move my water and get everything set up. I don't want to spill the water all over our sexy desk. <laughs> Do you remember the guy in Radio City did that? I didn't know he was still alive. Snelly. Yes. And it was a pint of milk yeah. in the morning. And his mic was... Was all stay. He thought the mic was off and he was talking, yes. wasn't he? I think you could hear him saying, "Like we're gonna have to get someone in here." I think he swore. At one point he I seem well. to remember what happened was the mic. Once he he spilled the milk and that created the mic to come on or something. It went and live. That, yeah, I'm not too sure, but he wasn't on City FM long after that. He moved over to Merseyside. Quite a choice, coincidence. And welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name is Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you won't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say if you've never seen The Office, the US version, then go and beat some shrewds. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly and maybe just maybe watch it if you can Dave you are in the hot seat this yeah, week yeah evening you alright I'm very well thank you very much so, our viewer our viewer our listener even our listener. Well, <laughs> we're not yeah. viewing yet we haven't bought the cameras in <laughs> god thank god <laughs> I want to dress better. We'd have to shave as well. Oh, God, yeah, no. So, I've got questions this week, and the first question we always ask is, what is it? So, I have chosen Out of Sight. You watched it recently, yeah? I have, very, very recently. The Not last night, the night before. Okay. So it's fresh in my memory. I've watched it a few times, but I did watch it again this week. Um, so it came out in 1998. If you don't know, it's directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh. And it's adapted from the uh, Elmore Leonard novel. It was a bit of a moderate hit. It was um, 77 million for a 48 million budget, so it's, it made a profit. Um, the plot is basically Jack Foley, who's played by uh, George Clooney, he's caught, he's put in prison after a sort of botched bank job. And um, while he's inside, uh, he sees that there's another inmate that's plotting an escape. Um, so he sort of piggybacks on that escape. Um, and then he's caught up then with a US Marshal uh, called Cameron Sisko who's played by uh, Jennifer Lopez in this uh, and then she then joins that team that hunts down um, George Clooney's characters and there's a bit of a, a, a subplot around these uncut diamonds uh, that a prisoner of Clooney uh, helped inside has told him that is kind of hidden in his home as well so that's the that's the basic kind of plot um, but I, loved, I do love this film did okay. you enjoy it then? Do you know what, right? I'm going to be totally honest. I was slightly aware of this film, but I, I've never, never really took it. I've never, what, never watched it. Um, so it's the first time I watched it. But what was strange is, like I said, I wasn't really. It's not really been on my radar, and, and I'm not too sure why. Because Soderbergh is he makes great films. Um, it's a great cast. It's an Elmore Leonard novel. And it just seems to pass me by. Ticks a lot of boxes, yeah. like, doesn't it? So it was like, 
when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I was quite excited because it is a really good film. So I, I absolutely loved it. And I, I was sat downstairs watching it. And Jackie doesn't normally watch stuff that I watch. And she got sucked into it. Um, and we did comment, actually, on probably the two sexiest leads in a film. Yeah. Uh, I think there's... There's probably competition for that, but I think if you're talking the, if there was a top five list, it, I it's think right they'd be up on there. It. it was like I'm not saying that's the only thing. We, that's the only thing we spoke about. Like, <laughs> we both said oh, God, Clooney and Lopez. We'll probably talk a bit more about that. I think as we go on, but um, I can tell you why I put it on. Okay, so why did you have this as your choice, Dave? So I love Get Shorty. Yes. So that. Listener is a 1995 film with uh, John Travolta, Danny DeVito and Rene Russo. And that is also based on a book uh, from Elmore Leonard as well. So as soon as I heard that, I was kind of already interested. Um, I'll talk about Clooney in a bit. Um, but him being in it, that was a, that was a pull as well because I am a Clooney fan. Um, but I just think it's a great film. It's a mix of a, like a heist movie. It's funny as well. Mm. Uh, the cast, again, we'll talk about the cast. The cast's amazing. I think the dialogue just keeps everything moving. There's no, I don't think there's any slow bits in the film at all. Um, and they just somehow manage, and maybe this is because of what you were saying about the two leads, they somehow do manage to make a scene with two people locked in the trunk of a car, like still interested <laughs> and, and gripping. Um, and it kicks off with a bank robbery. Um We've got some prison scenes in there. I think the flashbacks, uh, they're handled really well because there's a yeah. few of them, isn't it's, they? It's really, like, I was going to say it's really well edited. It also won an Oscar for the best editor that year, and you can oh, see right. why okay. it's 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 and really I think, done the, the way they move the story around. Yeah, and, and I really like the way we get a flashback, which explains the very start yeah. of the movie. And sometimes with flashbacks, they don't, they don't always work, or they make the movie a bit... I don't want to say confusing, but just kind of you lose a little bit and of interest or it I've, just doesn't flow, does it? tell some films do this non-linear storytelling to be to be smart and it doesn't work. I do believe when you originally wrote it, the, the, they were going for a straight linear story, but it somehow it, it didn't in the end. So, right. which, so it was quite organic the way it became sort of non-linear. Who's in the film and what else have they been in? So we just mentioned George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Um, obviously, Clooney at that time, he, he sort of hadn't really broke it big into Hollywood films at this point, even though he was sort of coming off the back of a few not great received films. Um, but I'd seen him in From Dust Till Dawn, which I think yeah. we seen together. We, we? We, I remember we went to see that in the pictures, yeah. Um, so... If you if you've never heard of that, it's a film with Quentin Tarantino where basically the fighting uh, vampires, but Clooney is in that film. I think one of the coolest characters do on you, screen. Do you know the the Dustful Dawn reference in the film as well? In Out of Sight. Yeah. Now go. On. Okay, know the bit where Jennifer Lopez and her dad. Yeah. Are talking about the heist and he shows her the photograph of George Clooney. Is that the picture? That's, that's the his mugshot that, from Dust Till Dawn. Yes, <sighs> I should have picked up on that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice. Um, when he obviously was cast as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was to be honest. I was pretty excited because, like I say, I love From Dust Till Dawn. He was. It is one of the. I think it's one of the coolest characters ever on screen. Yeah. I think. 
Um, so I was excited, but obviously it didn't go t- too well. It was basically a big toy advert, wasn't it? Yeah. And it just meant he never got to be Batman again, to, which to, was not his fault. To be it's fair, I don't fault. think he's the worst in it. It was the one with it, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Carrey. And no, no, you're getting them. Am you're I getting, getting them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So who's the bad guy? Is who's... the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. It is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. So the the is the so Jim Carrey's in the Val Kilmer one. Yes, with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. So who's? I'm sure there's an, there's another. Didn't he introduce Poison Ivy? Yeah, it's Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah. and it was just a little it's... bit, and also Robin as well. Yeah, Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Robin, yeah. Well, Robin was already in. The Val Kilmer one. Okay. Um, and so he just he just carried over into the. Yeah, it was. Chris. I think it was. What was it? So the Val Kilmer one was before. Val Kilmer was straight after Michael Keaton. Yeah. And then Clooney did, um, Batman. For not Batman Forever because that was. I was going to say Kilmer. Batman Remembers. Batman or something. and Robin. Sorry, it's just <laughs> yes, Batman yeah, and Robin. Yeah, yeah, Batman and Robin. Um, Obviously, I'd like bat nipples, and he had a Batman credit card. <laughs> yes, I think so. I'd about that. I think this is why we can't even remember the title because we're trying to scrub it from our brains. It did. Yeah. It pretty much killed off that version of the character for a Definitely. while. Yeah. Um, and it was Schumacher it, who directed it as well. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, and even he said it's a big yeah toy yeah. advert. Yeah. And obviously, we we you know we then got this Christopher Nolan movies and all's kind of forgiven and George mm. kind of moved on um, and I think the way he moved on is by doing films like Ocean's Eleven uh, Intolerable Cruelty um, if you're looking for kind of action he did Three Kings Perfect Storm comes to drama you know he's Oscar nominated for Michael Clayton up in the air in The Descendants and then he won for Syriana yeah you know this is someone I quickly got over there it's, <laughs> it's, Batman it's when when I was looking back at his career Literally out of sight is literally just as he was just about to go into that stratosphere of absolute Hollywood leading man, and then he had that run from about two thousand to about two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen, and then since then he's been it's been a very well he's he's directed because he yeah he, he, he co-produced that, like, Argo since about as well. two thousand fourteen, two thousand sixteen. There's been not there's. there's it's been very patchy. I think he's, mm. is he too busy drinking Nespresso or something? Yeah, like that? possibly. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't he got a tequila company as well? Tequila, I think he's he, sold for millions. And he's been this. married now as well. Yeah, yeah, she's like a humanitarian lawyer. I think, I think and she's, yeah, he's she's doing a lot of work. With, I'm surprised he hasn't gone into politics. To be honest, yeah, but, he has done a lot more outside of of the industry. What I didn't realize though, I think he was, I think he was 37 when he did this. Yes, when he did outside because he. I mean, he still looks young now, See, doesn't he? I remember first time I noticed George Clooney was, and this is pulling out the bag. He was a regular on, I believe, the first season of Roseanne. He was, he was. You're right. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the factory workers they worked with, uh, and then he sort of mould around here and there for a bit because he's a, he's a good looking fella. You just can't get away from that. <laughs> and then it was ER literally sent him into public domain really because he was massive ER at the time if you remember was just one of the biggest TV shows the biggest things on on, on the planet yeah I seem to remember. Well, we'll, come, we'll come to kind of like a little bit more around sort of Clooney but just generally I think yeah he did he did direct and co-produce uh, uh, his co-produced films including Argo um, what I did watch again recently was Peacemaker which was from 1997. That was the first film from DreamWorks. 
So that was okay. meant to be like the big, huge blockbuster. So we had a lot of pressure mm. as like, not the face of DreamWorks, but certainly the face of the first big film. I did rewatch it recently, and do you know what? It is a solid action film. It's definitely worth watching. It's, um, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'd need to revisit yeah, it's it. It's him and Nicole Kidman. Um, I don't think it gets mentioned enough, to be honest. I think it's like, it's not as good as maybe Born, but it's yeah. it's that type of movie. So I think he's kind of gone from like Peacemaker, a lot of pressure, Batman, there's a lot of pressure. Any other actor might have like yeah. just suddenly yeah. have dipped or, you know, quickly faded away and now he's like he's a household Every, you could show a picture I, of Clooney to I think as well he, after the after the Batman debacle I think he made conscious decisions to actually go and pick potentially good films because he said one of the things he said about it out of sight was that literally the minute he read the script he said this script is absolutely on it yeah from day one and I think I think actors at that point when they're that big and you've got so many people around them can get attached to movies that aren't made no they haven't got a script mm-hmm. yet and it's like basically it's there the reason they get made but he, i think he was he was looking for good scripts and um a couple of bits a couple of ones i picked out for him is i think you've already mentioned the first one the descendants is one of my favorite george clooney films i mentioned that on one of our other podcasts it's, it's one of my favorite and fantastic mr fox yeah, he's amazing in that. He's yeah. really, really good. He was just, and his his voice is just perfect for it. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely brilliant. So along obviously with George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez is the main co-star. She's probably probably more famous for her music. So she sold over eighty million albums. Um, she's done a lot of kind of rom coms. Mm. Couple of picks from me, and there's going to be a theme here with some of the actors here. I have picked an animated movie. I picked Ants. Because I love that. Have you ever seen Ants? Yes. Yeah, she's in Ants uh, with um, with Buddy Allen. And Anaconda was one of her early films. That's just a pure she's entertainment. And... I thought you were going to say, I, I, I missed, I totally forgot she was in Ants, but she's in, yeah. um, what's the Frozen one? The, not the Frozen, the Ice Age. She's in Ice Age as well. She's in all of them. Is she? Yeah. Later on? Yeah, she, I don't think she's got a massive part, but right. I mean, she's, she's in all of them. Um. I'm going to throw out a question quite early on to get, just to get the podcast up and Go running. On. Is Jennifer Lopez a good actress? In this, certainly. In this, I think she's absolutely brilliant. Is she a good actress? Does she... I think a lot of it is, if you're doing rom-coms, they're really hard to pull off, I think. Mm. And they come across as cheesy because the lines are cheesy, aren't they? And the scenes are cheesy. And I think even some of the best actors in, around... Can do a like look at Matthew McConaughey, yeah, right? Yeah, you could probably watch some of those rom-coms and go if you've never heard them, go God, who's this guy? Then you watch something like Dallas Buyers Club and you go, yeah. Oh, true, you're a true detective. So I, I think it's harsh to say she's not, she's not a good actress because she's. You watch this and she is, she really is. I'm, I'm, I watched it and she's not terrible, but I'm thinking it's such a good character. It's such a good script and it's such a good director and it's such a good cast. Oh, well, wait. It, it, do, do you know what I mean? I'm, 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 yeah. I watched okay. it and, and well, I think, I just don't think, and, and I was reading that apparently they were looking at Sandra Bullock initially and I think, I'd, I think Sandra Bullock would have, 
I don't know. I, I get I get the, the little bit of a toughy cook, tough cookie vibe yeah, trying yeah. to go with Jennifer Lopez. I really so you're do. ruining the whole who's your favourite character question. <laughs> when you, you, yeah. I, yeah, I did read that Sandra Bullock was linked. Um, and she probably would have been good, but I just think... You, you mentioned it before about it's a film with probably two of the best-looking yes. um, characters. And I don't think the scenes would have worked with Sandra Bullock. I don't think the the scene where they're in the, the car boot, the scene in the, um, mm. with the, the, the... They have the coffee together, which then leads to yeah. a bedroom scene. You know, maybe it would have, but I just think she's she's stunning. She's, and yeah. He's she's, a, and he's a yeah. damn handsome man. Very, very, very. <laughs> so it keeps you entertained. Um, also then in this is Ving Rhames. Who we know from Pulp Fiction, he's Luther in the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I'm going to pick another cartoon though. He's the CIA agent um, who's got the best name ever, Cobra Bubbles in Lilo and Stitch. Bubbles. So I've gone with Lilo and Stitch if you want a Wing Rames film. Uh, Don Cheadle's in this, who we know from Marvel movies. He's um, he's James Rhodes, uh, Rhodey War Machine. Um, I think his films we could probably spend the whole episode. Yeah, do, about. do you know what I read? What I love about his performance in it is it's just before he obviously he it's on quite the beginning of his career as well. It's quite unusual to see him in quite a street gangster type role because some of the other roles like I'm trying to think as well the films I've seen him in he's never really took he's the roles have been a lot a lot different. It was quite interesting to see play well, play that role in this. He's an idiot. Yes. What you don't realise is he's an absolute yes. idiot. Although he's like, you know, you think he's a tough guy and all this, you know, he's in prison and you don't mess with him and, you know, you see him kill someone, don't you? You see him kill a couple of people. But he's generally a dumb yeah. criminal. He's yeah. a dumb <laughs> he's a dumb criminal. Um, but I am going to pick... There is this quote from uh, George Clooney in it. He says, most bank robbers are stupid. <laughs> 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 well, he certainly is. He's billion. He's billions. Don Cheadle's billions in this. He's billions in everything. But I am going to pick. Okay, so we're going on to your next question then. Well, I know I'm, gone. I'm finished. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh. I am going to pick up Don Cheadle film to to recommend. Oh. Um, watch the guard with him and Brendan Gleeson. I watched it very recently. That's a great Absolutely film. Absolutely fantastic film. Um, a couple of other people though, just before we move on, some key ones to highlight that are in this film that might get you to watch it. Uh, Catherine Keener who was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yes. She's only got a small part in this, but she's really good. Viola Davis is in this. Yes, I'm very there down. Yeah. Like, literally, like, well, there's a couple of other great cameos in as well, but she was, that was like, when I was like, well, I'm watching it, going, that's Viola Davis. And yeah. yeah. Only small part of you, if you don't know who she is, she is in, she's kind of in the DC universe at the moment. She's like Amanda Waller. She's yeah. in Suicide Squad movies. and if you The Help and stuff like that. Yeah, actually. and if you haven't seen the Peacemaker series oh. uh, with John Cena, she's brilliant in that. Uh, she was an Oscar winner uh, yeah. for film Fences in 2017. Uh, Dennis Farina, who you mentioned, you mentioned before, the scenes with Jennifer Lopez and the dad. Dennis Farina plays the dad. Um, I didn't know he was really a cop before he was an actor. Yeah, so he's famous for the... Do you remember the TV show uh, Crime Story? It was on in like the late eighties. I remember I used to watch it with my dad. I don't I do really remember, remember it. it. No, I don't. I couldn't remember episodes, but yeah. I do. I know his face f- from that, but I know him more from Midnight Run. 
Midnight Run. I think that's yeah. I think that's. Oh, but I was reading because obviously doing a, we do we do research when we before we produce these <laughs> podcasts. I was like, it doesn't come across, <laughs> and it, it it does. They do they reference it in the film as well because George Clooney says when he sees the photograph on the season because he says he's got a face of a cop. Oh, right. And you were saying because he used to be a cop, but I I always I always association with with gangsters. And that them yeah. sorts of roles. He's 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 a fantastic actor. Lovely little part for him. He was in being. Snatch as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. Um Steve Zahn's in this a little bit. He's currently in the White Lotus, which is a huge hit. And also Louise Guzman, um, who's in community. It's yes. like such cameo. But he's he's currently in Wednesday, which is obviously massive on yes. Netflix as well. So it's a great it's a it's a great cast. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna pull back to see Steve Zahn a little bit. Um because no, when it's it's great when again when we research this this podcast, I was actually looking. At, he's got a great career of mm-hmm. of supporting roles. Absolutely, like some of the ones, some of the ones I picked out in um, Uncle Frank. Have you seen that one? He plays the the dad of the daughter who does the road trip. But it's a great one. But again, it's a supporting role. Um, and I forgot he's in Modern Family as well. Did you ever watch Modern Family? Yeah, I love Modern Family. Yeah, he was the oh, they moved in next the door. Next door, yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's great. And also, he was in Crimson Tide. He was, yeah. But again, it's just a like a small bit, isn't it? And he was at one, and he was right back in the beginning of his career. Reality Bites with Ben Stiller. Uh, no, we're known a rider. We're known a rider. Oh, right, Ethan Hawke. Uh, and it was just fascinating when 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 you come across the actor. This actor has actually had a fantastic career of just supporting roles, and he plays a little bit of a similar role. Do you know what I mean? A little bit like a, in 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 the white. I don't know if you if you've watched it. Um, which one you said the Lotus? Rooms. I haven't watched White Lotus yet. White Lotus, sorry, White Lotus. The first series he's in that is is fantastic. He plays Connie Britton's husband in it, and he plays he plays a similar character because he's 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 a bit of an idiot. In outer oh, sense. he's an absolute, he's an absolute dope, yeah. And I think he he comes, he plays a bit of an idiot in a lot of his roles. He does yeah. do it really well. But it, it's I love I love actors who have fantastic careers for supporting roles. He's funny in this, isn't he? Because like we haven't met him at this point. George Clooney basically says, you know, if he's there and he's wearing his sunglasses, like I'm gonna, <laughs> I think he says something. Like, I'm gonna punch him or whatever. And, and it's in the, the middle of the night. night. <laughs> I think he says something like, "You either take your sunglasses off or I'll throw them over the." Side and you'll still be wearing them or something like <laughs> that, you know. Um, yeah, I love. Yeah, Steve Zahn's great. Um, one little cameo. Well, there's a couple of cameos in it. You go, um, I'm gonna probably mention that one. Okay, well, I don't know if you mentioned. I don't on. know if you saw this one. Is do you know who the old guy was in the lift? No, when he came down the lift. Well, he came down the lift, and so there's uh, a scene where. Clearly not escaping because the police are coming and Jennifer Lopez is sat in, in, the, the, lobby, in, the, in yeah. the lobby and, and she's the old, them. There's the old, the old no, man in there. who is it? Okay, so it's Rhea Perlman who's married to Danny DeVito. That's her dad. Oh, it's Rhea Perlman's yeah. dad? I would never Oh, because obviously uh, Danny DeVito is also the producer of the film as well. He is, yeah, yeah. When Danny DeVito was obviously in Get Shorty, which yeah. another one, yeah. Leonard, so it all, it all links. I was, funny enough, someone, I was reading, um, someone's talking about watching their films and the way they watch their films with their partner is the last film has to link to the next film. Oh, so that's you a... could watch Get Shorty and go right, Elmore Leonard film. Let's watch Out of Sight next, and then, you know, after Out of Sight, you'd have to watch something kind of related. So that would be, that would be a way of linking them two films with with Danny DeVito. So that leads us into our next question, Dave: Is your favourite character and why? 
Well, you've sat all over this. Oh, don't say that. I know <laughs> what you're going to say now. It's, it, it is. Karen Sisko, who is Jennifer Lopez, is my favourite character. I think she's just now, cool. If, if you remember what I through. said, it is fantastic script, fantastic character, fantastic cast, fantastic director. <laughs> I just was asking the question, is Jennifer Lopez a good actress? So, yes, in this... Certainly in this. I haven't seen enough of her other films, probably, to be a proper judge. But I think in this, she is just cool. The character's cool all the way through the movie. It's a best best performance ever. Yeah. And would she ever better this performance? You'd have to get, maybe, like you said, a film of the same standard of script and quality of the film, I think, for her to, to, to better it. But even, you know, from... From that main sort of not main scene, but from getting thrown in the trunk to George with George Clooney to that main shootout at the end, she is cool as ice through the whole film, isn't she? You know, she is tough, she's clever. And I think if this film was made now in the age of kind of spin offs, she probably would could have got her own show, I think. I think that character, certainly Karen Sisko, whether it was Jennifer Lopez played it, I think she potentially got her own show because you know, you've got that link with her dad. We're going to come now, to... I think I read somewhere there was a spin-off oh, right, of a okay. show for her. Like, Do you think there was? Yeah, and it wasn't. It, it, was, just it wasn't. Just just a, you wasn't just there. said that, and I've just read something, obviously. Because, um, again, we do research. Um, <laughs> I sh- I sure there was a short-lived series. I think and I had was, a pilot or something and like it was that. Like, it was called it was Cisco. I'm sure it was about her. So it's an idea that potentially has already, <laughs> already been done. And but I think, maybe it didn't work because it wasn't Jennifer Lopez in it in the TV series. See, which comes back to how good she was. <laughs> I think as far as like like female cops go, I think she that character certainly is up there with the kind of like Jodie Foster as Chloe Style, and I'm thinking like Francis McDormand in Fargo and uh, a real like Rene Russo in Lethal Weapon 3, which is another callback to Get Shorty. Um, I like the, the, there's a scene where she asks the, te- the, like, the head of a task force if she can join them. And he basically says... You know, you can only join if you've captured one of these escaped convicts, and she's literally already got him. Like, you know, yeah. she's already got him in her hands, and she's like, "Yeah, thanks very much." Thing. So yeah, she was as good as Claude Clooney is. Thing Rames is excellent in it, isn't he? Um, yeah, I really liked. Um, I really like her in this. Um, the only bit, and we'll probably, yeah, we'll come to it a little bit later about when the, the things are changing the scenes, maybe. Cast a bit of a shadow on the decision, okay. but I think she's. I think Jennifer Lopez is great, and I think Karen Sisko, the character, is great. If they did do a spin-off, they did it wrong. Then I agree. Character, it's a fantastic character. I'm just not convinced of no. Jennifer Lopez. I I still think a better actress would have made that role Shut something up. else. If and I'm thinking of. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, Marisa Tomei, something, someone. Again, that real, you know, because yeah. But I think a lot of it, a lot of that character, and especially the relationship with George Clooney, as bad as this sounds, it is based on her looks because he doesn't. I know they have the chat in the car, but it's not until he gets out and he sees it. And she's stunning. And then there's the other, yeah. the, the other scene where she's sitting at the bar and all these guys are coming over, hitting yeah. on it. Yeah. It's how she handles it. Yeah. I don't think any other actress kind of would have... I don't think that would have worked. I think if you'd have had Marissa Tomei in that scene, 
it wouldn't work the same as it would have with Jennifer yeah. Lopez. And I certainly don't think some like the the bathroom scene where she comes in and the hotel scene that is down to it sounds terrible to say down to looks, but they are. Yeah, it, it's two it, really good looking people, isn't it? It's you know? Hollywood, you know, but, it's built on good looking people. Let's yeah. we, let's not forget that we we don't we don't watch films of average looking people because we can walk down the road and see people <laughs> like average looking people. I want to see good looking people. I also want to see interesting people and good actors. But you do you do like good looking people when you you know just, that's. I'm not. I'm not being terrible when I say that. I don't. Well, Steve Buscemi's ears are burning. He's he's, 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 he's <laughs> not a great looking character. What he's, you mean is leading man and leading Not even lead, leading. Lady. You're just Sorry. like good looking people in TV and film. Like we can have your great actors beside them, great actresses, and interesting looking. But we we, we love TV is is warped compared to reality of like normal character. Yeah. You, know, you know when you make a real life movie or real life TV. They're always way better looking than real life well, people. Have you ever seen a picture of a bank robber and went, he looks a bit like George Clooney? <laughs> uh, no. You know, and have you ever seen a picture of like a US Marshal and went, well, that looks like Jennifer Lopez? So, you know, the, the Hollywood, like you say, is casting together. And you put George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez on a poster yeah. and you instantly think, I will go see that film. Interestingly enough, about what you said about the, the US Marshal, a good looking US Marshal that Jennifer Lopez is. Um, Elmore Leonard, who wrote the story, the story came from. He read an article. It was a photograph of this really good-looking U.S. <laughs> Marshal, and it just, it just. So, it, right. so, and I haven't said that out loud. Now, it, the fact that she has to be good-looking, sort of, to fit his is, vision it does, of it, it does yeah. fit in with the story. I, 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 do you know? I'm, I'm. I was just putting it out there. Is Jennifer Lopez a good actress? I'm not. I don't think one film convinces me she's a good actress. And yeah, and I'll, 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 I'll sit on the fence because I don't think I've seen enough performances. I know. Is it Selena? I think was one of her really early films. I think she won a lot of awards for that, didn't she? Um, which I, 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 I'll be honest. I haven't seen. There's a couple of others I, I haven't I seen. I think Hustle is in the recent yeah, one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she got a lot of. Yeah. It's, and it, but again, critical it's a, it's, it's a decent she? film with decent cast, decent script, decent characters. <laughs> if you if you see where I'm going with this, I'm yeah. Being quite but again, I'm using them. I'm gonna come back to the Matthew McConaughey comparison. If you only watch Matthew McConaughey rom coms, you would not think he was yeah. the best actor in the world. I'm not saying he is the best actor, but you would not think he was one of. Yeah. You, you would if you watched a few of his one coms and never heard of him, and then we said, "Well, this guy's an Oscar winner, and this guy is probably one of the best actors of his generation." You would go, "Nah, not 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 that guy. <laughs> Certainly not." I'm not saying he's terrible, and he really isn't. But the scripts are bad, aren't they? They're not that. Yeah. The films aren't that like great. I know people love them. We're, we're like. We know. I, I, we like to be positive on I our do, show, don't I we? I do love a good rom com, yeah, and I think. And it's always with rom-com, it's the chemistry between the lead and, you know, yeah, yeah. good chemistry can make a terrible, cheesy script good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it really does. It washes And George Clooney's at this point had only really done kind of One Fine Day, which was a bit of a rom-com as well. And then I do like One Fine Day, actually. Yeah, they're good films, yeah. Um, just before we move on to the next question, the yeah. next question is, I picked out, and he's... He's only in a few scenes, but he, he pretty much stole it for me. It was um, Louis Guzman as Chino. 
I he's think it was, great, one, yeah. it was one of my standout performances. Just he's fantastic in it, and he's one of them actors that always has great little roles in films, and he's he's a little bit he's flamboyant. Yep, gets um, beat up. <laughs> yeah, gets beat up. Um, by. By Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our next question, which is as always, what's your favourite scene and or moment? Of the so film? there's a couple of scenes like the open, the the opening with the bank robbery. So Clooney's just he's unarmed and somehow convinces this cashier to hand over an envelope of money. He basically lies and said, you know, he's got a part of a gun set a desk at the, the other side of the bank. So Clooney's really cool in that scene. That's literally it's the, the opener, absolutely. isn't it? And, um, it's, and it's one of them. I love it when a film opens with no music and no dialogue for quite a, for quite a bit as well. If you remember, you go back, walking in, looking around. Yeah, it? I love films like that. It's it's really good. It's it's really brave by a director to open a film with no music and no dialogue for quite a couple of minutes, and then and then his dialogue because that's. The whole the whole way yeah. he gets away that robbery is purely the way he talks and there was personality and it's it's a great opening scene. Um, obviously the whole scene where they're in the boot of the car is really good. That the the dialogue's great. I think it sets up their relationship, doesn't it, going forward? But I think for me it's the scene where Clooney's in the motel and he's getting ready to to have a bath. Jennifer Lopez is kind of sneaking in and she's about to arrest him. You don't really know where this scene's come from because. You know, something else has been happening. Suddenly now, you know, George Clooney's kind of... She's kind of closing in on him. You're thinking, have we flashed forward like a, a good kind of hour here? Um, so you do wonder what's going on. And then we get the sort of... As part of that scene, Jennifer Lopez kind of checking out George Clooney because he's like, you know, getting undressed and stuff and he gets in the bath. Which we all wear. Which... <laughs> we all wear. George Obviously, Clooney yeah. getting in the bath like too. <laughs> and then Clooney gets in the bath. Eventually she kind of sneaks in. You think, oh, right, he's going to... She's going to arrest him here. And he pulls her in and they, they start kissing them oh. and stuff. But then it cuts to it's Jennifer Lopez's character. She's the one daydreaming. Yeah. She's the one that's thinking about this. It's not Clooney, which classically in your movies, yeah. it's always the bloke having the vision. I'm trying to think of like films, but one that springs to mind is like, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase's dreaming he's got the pool and he's dreaming of the girl who was at the shop. Um it's very rarely it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, so that is a bit of a surprise because you don't know what's going on anyway already. I don't remember the like, movie. Like, yeah, where did this even come from? It's a bit jarring, and then she comes, and then just for a minute when she wakes up in the hotel, you're trying to get your bearings, and you know what's really good is because she's obviously getting her bearings herself because she's in hospital, and just for a moment you're trying to work out where actually are we in the in the storyline here because we didn't know what happened to her after she 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 drove off with Glenn. Isn't it? Yeah, so there's, so there's so there's a scene where we were just talking before, weren't we, about Steve Zahn's on the the bridge yeah. with his glasses, and basically Jennifer Lopez in the car with Steve Zahn, and she tells him that she recognises him, so she knows his name, knows where he's from. Yeah. Basically saying, if you don't help me, you're gonna get arrested straight away. And like you say, that just that strand of the movie just goes off. Yeah. And you don't see her again, um, and suddenly she's in hospital. But I just think that scene's so clever. It's like you said, it's quite jarring. Because it's so random, you don't know what's mm. going on. And I just like the fact that it's it's her thinking she's dreaming about him rather than the other way around. Because we clearly know we fancies and we clearly yeah. know we'd like to see her again. So, so that that was probably my favourite scene. Did you have one? I've got 
My favourite scene is White Boy Bob tripping up on the stairs and shooting himself. <laughs> it's just like, and I love the fact that they built up to it because a few times you saw him in a couple of scenes, he tripped up a few times. Yeah. And then just the bit where he does it and then shoots himself straight from his And he's clearly out of bullets at this point. I can't remember. I don't he certainly so. comes out and, yeah. the, and the guy's but there. It's with the just gun. like, whoa! Like, <laughs> I, but such, it's, it's an absolute farce, but it just absolutely tickled me. That's yeah. terrible. Watching someone shoot themselves through the jaw. Because he, he fell over the gun, shot him right through yeah, the jaw. Yeah, because he's a big guy yeah. as well, isn't he? You know, he's big and he's kind of clumsy. And it's just yeah. it, that, that the whole robbery scene at that point was, was becoming a bit of a farce. And that just was just wow. And it comes back to that whole like Don Cheadle's character's yeah. dumb and his two you know, sidekicks as part of that robbery or not. So clever either just so we don't end up repeating stuff is do you speak about the trunk scene anymore later on um no no okay. did you want to talk about that I a couple of things about the trunk scene is when they originally made it they shot it as one shot or one shot yeah and it didn't go down very well with audiences which pisses me off a little bit sometimes because I feel like it's it's, it's Soderbergh is right. an amazing director. Some of his visions, so sometimes just like, do you know what? Give the director the they're directing. Let yeah, them yeah. don't don't pander to audiences and all that. My, I watched it. I'm watching from twenty twenty three. Would that scene be done in to in a movie today? You think because of the whole kind of... Yes. Like, yeah, you know, he's kind of on top of her. He's putting yeah. his hand on her leg. Now, and People would say, yeah, but but Jennifer Lopez, the, um, her character, she was fine because she's sassy. She's a bit streetwise and all that. She sort of knew she had a gun to her hand as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all that. It, but there was just something about... The closeness of it. And and Because it, it's all about what you remember about like the whole Me Too thing is not so much men doing bad things. It's... It's having the element of power over a woman, and obviously the juxtaposition of all that is she does she does know she's got a gun, so it is it is that. But I don't know, and I'm not. I think it would be different now. I think it would be a difficult scene to film for a film today. Yeah, possibly. It, it, I don't know. It just made me it not uncomfortable. Sit, yeah. yeah, it was just a bit like. Um, it just, I don't know, it just stood out a little bit now. I just, I just wanted to ask questions. But again, people. do you get away with it? Because George Clooney is so cool. And you, and I think it's kind of set up with that character that you know he wouldn't hurt a woman yeah. anyway. Um, I don't think she's any... I don't think she's really in any danger. Because if she was, they'd have just shot her. To be fair, in that scene, if they were going to kill anybody, they could have shot her at, at the prison. You know, she's there with the shotgun, and instead, of, I really, I do like that scene where she sort of wonders, "Jokes getting the shotgun," and they just naturally like pick her up and carry her off, like yeah, like yeah. like he would a child, and her legs are kicking. Yeah. But again, um, that's the whole power thing, which makes it slightly uncomfortable. It is, but I think it comes across that Clooney is not a violent, te- not really a violent character. Um, so I think you can get away with it because of what went on before. That you know Clooney is not mm. that type of person. I know you, we we do see me get into a fight in the prison and stuff like that, but the the character itself is yeah, it, you know he is a good. It, I think it, he's 
Hart is a good guy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just it just it they just, put in it, the trunk to save a bit. Yeah, it was know. just you know, it's probably the most famous scene of the film. Oh, easily, yeah. And you know, um, and I don't know watching it in twenty twenty three. Bear in mind, I've never watched it before, so I'm mm. watching it purely from Not the context the of twenty twenty three. I mean, quite often you you watch films. We you know we we had a few discussions of, with Crimson Tide recently when we. we Watching now, there's like that little element of, of maybe the racism sort of creeping in there, which, which I like didn't unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it, and I just I'm really fascinated, especially in the context of, of the Me Too generation. What would it, would that scene, be made today? I don't know. It might have been made differently. What they, what you potentially could do, you'd have the characters maybe the other way around. I'd, I'd, you know, I mean, you'd, you'd have a bigger, a bigger boot, or they'd be in the back of a van. <laughs> you would, do you know what I mean? You would, you would maybe that scene, maybe on paper now, you'd look at that scene if you were making it and go, right, we can't do it that way, but we still want to keep that scene. Yeah. So you'd maybe find another way. Maybe it would just be that they're both in the back of the car or whatever, and it's not, it's not a kind of he's got it because he hasn't, he hasn't sort of got a pin down. It's just. Obviously, she cannot go anywhere. They're in a locked it's, trunk. It's the sheer it's the close proximity. Yeah, of, yeah. And it, it's a very, it's a tense, it's sexy, and it is all that. Yeah, because it's weirdly sexy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, that's, it is. That's and the I, thing. I, I, but it was just something I noticed that, because no, like, right. like, I was watching, like I said before, I watched it purely from the context of first time seeing in 2023. It, it was like, hmm. Like, yeah, and then I think, obviously, there's a lot of things now you've got to watch, haven't you? With yeah. the context of well, that was made in '97 before all what, this. What is and... it? What, what is it when you watch anything on, on Disney Plus? Do it age-appropriate cultural reference or something like that? Yeah, it makes it, references. Yeah. yeah, which to be honest, uh, you know, isn't a bad idea because I'd rather people knew going into something that potentially some of these things aren't. Acceptable, do you know what? Do you know There's what I mean? so many worst examples that we could include of happened in films, especially with like relationship between men and women. But it, it just seemed because it was obviously the scene of the film. I think it was a very interesting yeah, yeah. conversation to have. Um, and it is a bit sexy. I would, there's no denying that. And going back to, but that goes back to it's then too. Is it Clooney and Lopez? Yeah, because. But does it make it a good actress because she's sexy? <laughs> <laughs> but it makes that scene where it, so it again does. it comes back to. She's... Is it great casting? Yeah, it's great casting, yeah. It's really good Rather casting, Rather than yeah. great acting. Yeah, because two, you know, we could probably pick two of them, uh, you know, actors and put them in that scene and it wouldn't be half as interesting as what it is when it's it's them two. Okay, moving on, question six, Dave. What about any standout songs or musical moments for you? So the soundtrack is on Spotify um, and a guy called David Holmes, who is a musician from Northern Ireland, apparently. Uh, he apparently he is from Northern Ireland. <laughs> I don't know if I said apparently. <laughs> apparently. Like, uh, he is from Northern Ireland. Really? He does the score. Uh, it's, I, I, it's a pretty cool score, isn't it? You know, I, I did really work like 12 to 17 hour days to get it ready. Um, but some actual songs that are on the tracks to listen to the Isley Brothers It's Your Thing plays out at the end um, you'll know that straight away I think if you put that song on um, D Martin's Ain't That Kicking the Heads on it uh, Mongo Santa Maria Watermelon Man is a, is a, a cool track that's on there um, but the, for the, from the score itself if you you know if you've got a convertible car driving around the summer um, there's a track 
and I think it's called, is it called, I think he, let the gas out, is it? I've forgotten now. Um, it's called, I think he flooded it, sorry. That is a, that's a really cool track. Um, you'll have to listen to that. Is that just one specifically done for the soundtrack? Yeah, that's one that, that, that um, David Holmes did no. um, as part of the soundtrack. I punt my notes regarding the music was it was functionary. I wasn't blown away by the, the, the soundtrack. And I know they did use some songs in amongst it, but I felt slightly... Uh, about the soundtrack if I'm honest and I think that's been unfair because if you take the soundtrack for Jackie Brown and get yours they are fucking brilliant and I feel like the Elmore Leonard you know Elmore Leonard yeah. novels I, I don't know I, it, it felt a bit flat for me the music yeah. I just felt like I could have well, really, really not. good soundtrack with some, and you know what? That's one of Tarantino's absolute biggest talents in the world is placing songs in absolutely mm. fantastic. But I don't know. I just thought I know they do use other song, other songs, and other music, and it, I just felt like there was room for. But I think with this film, as we were saying, though, a lot of the the best scenes don't have any. Yeah, you know the, the any music at all. So the the opening with the bank, and then the. <laughs> Um, I think the scene where they're in the booth, I can't off the top of me, I remember if there's any music and if there is, it's really, really low and in the background, I think. There's not there's not a lot of kind of catchy sort of tunes that go with the soundtrack. That's one in particular, I think. Mm. That's definitely worth listening to. But um, I think, yeah, it's certainly not overloaded with music. I no, don't think it no. need, I don't think it would have worked no. either. So. I, I, and I think there's an element of there's so much script and so much story going on that. Again, it was... The songs were never. T- it was not t- like put functionary. It's it's very. The music is very functional for it. I just, I just felt there was a potential there of of just really some some scenes could have just yeah. been you know placing the right song or something. Um, so it sort of leads us to the next question: If what if anything would you change about the film? So I think it's hard to edit anything out. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. Uh, the dialogue's too good to to kind of cut anything from all the scenes. I do think are relevant. Oh, dialogue's amazing. Um, dialogue's fantastic. So I what I've said is because again we always have to answer this question. So even though we're talking about films, we this love, one of my favourite questions we ask on the podcast yeah, actually. So I've gone with because um, I haven't mentioned them to this point. More Michael Keaton <laughs> because so well, he's playing the same character that is. Um, yes. From the Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown. Um, so he's playing Ray Nicolette again. Um, Jackie Brown's also based on Elmo Leonard book, as I said before. Um, In the books, is the same character, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the fact he turns up wearing a T-shirt with FBI in big, massive letters on it. And what um, does the dad say? He says, are you here? You're undercover. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, for me, if you can get Michael Keaton for your movie then use him. And I'm sure there's probably a million reasons why he isn't in it more. Maybe he was making other stuff. You know, maybe he didn't want to shoe on another character in because, you know, mm. it's so hard to cut him out. Where do you put him in? So, but that's the one, that's the only one thing I'd change, I think. I'd I'd want to know what does Jennifer Lopez see in that guy? Yeah, it did. It did cross me, man. And I, I, I think it helps the story 
in why she was quite attracted to Clooney's character Jack as well, sort of so because he is. A, and don't think he was. He's there's a, a dad reference that he's actually because he asked, "Well, isn't he married?" She, yeah. No, she, he's separated. So he's still he, married. Yeah, he's still married. So but he, then she he, says he hasn't moved out. He, yeah, uh, yeah. So he's still, like, so he's still married. Then mm-hmm. he, he does come across as a as a as yeah. a bit of a. Whereas we know Clooney's character's divorced. He yes. isn't with his wife. So I think, yeah, I think you could add a scene maybe with them two together that made you go, oh, I see what she sees yeah, in yeah. this guy. Because in the scene, like, as you said, when he turns up with his dad, he's wearing the FBI T-shirt. We know he's a married man. We know he's still living with his wife. They haven't separated. And you're just thinking, oh, this guy's a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. What? How has he got... But- he totally, Cisco's character. Like. He totally wasn't in Jackie Brown. No, no, no. And, but and, we don't see that. And in obviously, this, do like we? in timeline context, I don't know. They weren't in the. Same, it's not like they were in the same universe. It was like this was in because he was obviously. He'd more. He was more of an established cop in Jackie Brown. Wasn't I think he? so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The again, one of the things that I put down as what I would like to change is again more of Chino and Lulu. <laughs> yeah, and Josh, like, they were just um, loved when you first saw them in the beginning. You're like, fantastic, yes, yeah, they are. They they are great, but like I say, it's hard to it's uh, it's hard to take anything out. So you'd have to add in. Yeah, I think we we've had that before in this question. Yeah. I think it's a good question because sometimes you're like, it's really hard. But we 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 are trying to be critical of films we love here. Do you know what I mean? We're not completely like blowing smoke up the the bum of our no. And, and and there's not many films that I think that are perfect from start to no. finish. There's there's very few. There's always like, or and I'm going to say this from an audience point of view. There's audience tweaks. I'm sure the directors and you know producing stuff and everyone involved probably watches those films and think they wouldn't change a thing yeah. but us as audiences we I, I, for me i want to see more michael keaton yeah, yeah. now if i'd have set sat steven Selberg and down at the town said put michael keaton in more he'd be like well how so, <laughs> where you know it's just me as an audience thinks and i'm i think because i am a michael keaton fan you, it's kind of like always had a, you've always you've, had you've had got to put him in yeah keaton. what about then just for me one next question because Again, was a cameo we haven't mentioned Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, um, I think it's a perfect cameo. Yeah, because definitely. of what it sort of sets up and implies. I just think it's it's because when when the first watching come away for, I, I thought it was a bit of a stupid ending, and then I was like, because like you know, without you know, watch it. It's a, basically she's she, um. Kansas goes arranged to take back at the end George Clooney's character uh, Jack back to prison, but she she'd held off a day to bring back another prisoner who just happens to be an expert at breaking out of prison. Yeah, and at first it's like, well, why? And then I realised because it just sort of did it click. Then yeah, it was a, it was, and it, I think that comes back to why she was my favourite character again. Because she was so cool and so clever throughout the whole movie, and like say that end scene, she obviously you know she likes. She couldn't clearly. be involved in any way, shape, or form. No, of, so she of, sets that up, yeah. Because he was going to go back to prison for a long time, wasn't he? So yeah, I mean, he's just he's just the only way the relationship was going to happen was somehow he come out of prison, and if she yeah. just happened to be involved, it would be quite obvious. But yeah, I was, I thought it was it great example of a really clever cameo in a film 
And I think Samuel L. Jackson does cameos in films like no one else. Yeah. He's he's really good. He's really good at it. It would have been funny if he was playing Nick Fury as well. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd have turned up with the patch on. Because you'd have just thought, well, he's definitely getting out. <laughs> that, that would be meta. <laughs> so moving... Um, well, just on. before we move on, having more Michael Keaton anyway, just in general, you're getting two Batmans for the price of one. So, yes. you know. Oh, yeah, it was just... Oh, you know, and we never got a scene with them two together. No, we didn't. Just chucking a bit of Val Coleman in there as well. That would have been <laughs> yeah. even better. Uh, so... Next question is, how can I watch it? Um, so it's on um, BBC iPlayer um, for free now. Which is quite interesting, actually, because when you said that to me, I was like, well, I don't go to, I don't, don't go to iPlayer at all. And I actually went on the things the list. They've got some half-decent films knocking around at the moment. Yeah, like, the ones that they show, like on the normal sort of channel, especially over Christmas and stuff. Are they, on, on, are they on for a time period or something? I'm guessing so. I'm guessing it's like, you know a couple of months and then they, they drop off because but I'm, say, I'm saying that you know I'm sure the BBC probably buy the rights to say movies that they get as well but we do have another question prior to that as well okay so if you liked Out of Sight what else would you like Um. so Get Shorty <laughs> Um. as I mentioned earlier that's based on the Almore Leonard novel that's definitely worth watching um, the TV show Justified, uh, Tim, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, Ollie Fantastic. Oh, geez, that's, I love Tim That's a great Oliphant. series, so there's six seasons of that. And I still got to go back and watch the last series of that. Oh, you need to, because there's another series being made right now. Are they, are they, is it, yeah, yeah, okay. they're doing another one, which Tarantino was going to direct, but for some reason um, has had to pull out. I think I don't know if it's because he's making another, an, another film himself. That is one of the best shows on TV that's available on Amazon. Um, some of the films of like a similar tone. Um, this one is directed by Steven Soderbergh, but Logan Lucky. Yeah, yeah, with Daniel Craig and Adam Driver. I'd say as well, Payback with Mel Gibson. Yeah, very similar. Um, and Baby Driver with Edgar Wright. Uh, with Edgar Wright, directed by Edgar Wright. Have you seen that? With um, Ryan. No, it's um. Goss. No, no, that's Drive. You're oh, thinking of. Um, Baby Driver's got um, John Hamm, um, the young oh. lad who's like dead pop at the minute. He was in West Side Story, which I oh, think his name. And who hardly speaks in it or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew which one. That's kind of like a bit of a heist movie with like great dialogue yeah. and good music and stuff. If you want to catch some Soderbergh movies, then the ones I'd suggest is probably Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, that's that's what I picked. Yeah, out. yeah. I think Julie Roberts won the Oscar yeah, for that, yeah, didn't she? Great film. And then. A film that we talked about recently, The Limey, was oh, yeah, Steven Soderbergh, yeah, 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 with um, with 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 Tevin Stampin as well. Um, that that's a great movie, definitely definitely worth a watch. I think any Guy Ritchie movie probably, Lock, Stock, Snatch, uh, Rock and Roller, The Gentleman, The Gentleman. I think is very kind of um, similar to this. Um, yeah, so probably any of them. I think though, as far as kind of. The impression it made that I do want to come back to like Clooney. I think it definitely put Clooney back on the map, didn't it? Because there must have been some nervousness from the like the studios. You know, this is a guy who kind of like has only done like a couple of kind of films that weren't big hits. You know, had he sort of killed Batman? I don't know, but there must have been some talks around 
you know, is this guy a movie star? Which, if you think now, that sounds like a crazy thing. I think it's what those conversations we, took place. It was, we mentioned it before. It's like the run between around 2000 to 2010, 2012. He's, he's an hour and hour movie star. There's like, yeah. You know, he he was one of the definitive leading men of the of the northeast, without doubt. You think he's, you think movie star, you think George Clooney. He's like, but after Batman, like say in hindsight it, now, I think the, it was, those conversations must have been: is this guy finished? I as think far in a as, weird as leading way, man goes. Batman going tits up. Excuse the nipple reference. Um, <laughs> Was actually probably a really good thing for him, if I'm honest, because I think his thing. I think he made a conscious effort. He got his, he well, got his, he got burnt a little bit. I think he got taken. You sort of get get people surrounded, going, "You're amazing, you're fantastic." Then you know, he sort of listen to the wrong people. And I think there's a conscious effort. On his, he really tries to pick good films. Do you know what I mean? I know there's some, there's some clang. There's you know, there's some poor films, but there's something interesting about the films he does he, he's got an he's got a social conscience he tries to tell stories he um well following this up with like three kings and then hope of a way about that yeah oh, they yeah. just couldn't be any far removed from from each other's two films yeah. anyway and from probably anything he'd kind of done before you know perfect storm then was a hit yeah so i think that kind of probably put him a bit more back on the like sort of the like, mainstream but I, then oceans 11 I was going Which to was say, 2001. he's never really had that absolute mega blockbuster, but he's had a good, like Ocean's Eleven is probably the closest to it, um, because obviously it was a franchise. But he's got, a, he's done a lot of good films who that did okay in the yeah. box office continually. Do you know what I mean? He's he's almost like not quite. A bankable well, stars in the Tom Cruise category. If you but, think Ocean's Eleven was 2001. So that was his biggest hit at the time. The next biggest hit then was Gravity. Yes. And that's 2013. Yeah. And that, I'm going to say that only, that made 183 million, which when you think of movies now, look, if you look at like Tom, Top Gun Maverick, which made like a billion and stuff, 183 million doesn't sound a lot. Um, So that's a massive gap in it from doing Ocean's Eleven, which was a big hit, to 2013. But again, he was doing films like Syriana, The Good German. And I think that's... Not, you know, directing his own films as well. You know, he wasn't particularly doing films that were, you know, your Saturday night movie sort of film, were they? One thing I didn't know um, before kind of researching this is Elmore Leonard, he actually wrote a sequel. Um, he wrote a sequel in 2009 called Road Dogs because he liked Clooney's performance that much. Ah, uh, he wanted to see him again, but sadly, Alan Leonard, uh, he passed away in 2013. But he did write her, just purely based on how much he loved Clooney, he wrote a sequel, uh, a sequel book. And I think Clooney quite often quotes it as one of his favourite films he's ever actually done as well. Yeah, easily, yeah, has to be. Okay, so that brings us to the end. So Dave's choice this week was Out of Sight and Watch It If You Can. Go. I forgot to... You skipped the question, yeah. yeah. Well brought back. (laughs) 